Cards on the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Welcome to episode 92 of the On the Table Gaming Podcast, and this week we're once again looking at campaigns for A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. Now, I'm really excited because I'm joined by Emil, who is going to be pitching to you guys a campaign system in which he needs some feedback and play testing. It's going to be for A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game, of course. And I'm really excited to, to get this out here and talk about it so that we can get some, some feedback and help this grow. So Emil, thank you so much and welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Chase. It's good to be here. So, you know, before we get started, uh, it's always great to hear about, you know, how people find their way to tabletop wargaming and, you know, the experience and perspectives that they bring with them. So how did you get into tabletop gaming? And, you know, then how did you find your way to A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game? Yeah, sure. Um, well, originally I started out playing uh, the old Warhammer Fantasy back in 8th edition when it had just come out. Uh, me and, and a gaming group, like my friends, a local gaming group, um, pretty much exclusively played that game. Um, we had, you know, good fun. It's a good competitive game and, you know, we really enjoyed ourselves, uh, competed in like the, the national championships and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, sure. Oh, man. I think my I, I live in, in, in Denmark, in northern Denmark, and I think the gaming community where I live was pretty like fairly competitive at the time, mm -hmm. um, which was great. Obviously, we, we enjoy mostly strategic tactical play, uh, which is why when they then killed uh, the fantasy setting, like uh, Games Workshop killed their fantasy setting and uh, introduced the Age of Sigma game, uh, basically that killed our local gaming group. A bunch of us quit the game out of frustration so i was kind of you know uh, doing other stuff for a couple of years i moved away to get an education and i and i i you know i kind of i was kind of jumping between games not really uh, having a miniature game to play until a mate of mine um basically he backed the kickstarter and he he every time i was home for like the weekend or whatever he would beg for me to play and i would go you know i was kind of still you know heartbroken over warhammer fantasy and <laughs> had a lot of miniatures at home that you know i paid for and couldn't use anymore so i was kind of burned out on miniature games um and i was i was kind of telling him you know i, I can't afford to get into a new game I, I don't have you know the time uh but eventually yeah he just whittled me down and and i finally agreed to play a game with him and uh, we played one game and then Immediately after we played another, and when I left his house that night, I was going, you know, God, you <laughs> got the itch. You're gonna be back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew before I left his house that night that yeah, I was screwed. I was in. <laughs> so what did you? What armies did you play, or what army did you play back in the the old Warhammer Fantasy days? Well, I was uh, I was always a I, I played all the Elven races, so I played the High Elves, the there Wood we Elves, go. And the, the Dark yep. Elves. So yeah, so uh, basically, I painted all of them in the same uh, scheme. So I could use a bunch of the minis for like all the, I used the Dark Elf crossbowmen, but I would use them as archers in all three ar yep. armies, right? Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a player than a painter. Mm -hmm. uh, painting is, 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 is not the aspect of the hobby that I enjoy most. Um, so, you know, obviously being able to use the same models in, in multiple armies gave me a great deal of, you know, uh, freedom and flexibility. That's amazing. So yeah, my one of my buddies, Josh and I, we both played in fourth and fifth edition and we played uh, high elves. And you know, I always have to ask, you know, having played Warhammer Fantasy a long time ago, you know, and I'm fine with everyone, you know, whatever army they chose, unless it's orcs. And then I look at them sort of suspiciously and I go, <laughs> hmm, what is wrong with this person yeah, yeah. on some level? I don't know. You know, and then you, you got the, the you got the bug here. Now you're getting you know, the song of Western Fire, the miniatures game. Man, this really does scratch that like 
you know, board sword tray, you know, movement style fantasy game. It's almost been like yeah. a bad thing. I've been trying to look at other games and stuff and I just keep being like, man, like, you know, there's a lot of other games out there that have tray systems, but it's like, I, I could just be playing a song of ice and fire. It's such a clean yeah. system. The tactics cards, everything works so well. I tip my hat to Chanel and, and his team. Yeah. Curry, of course, because it's it's such an impressively designed game i think i mean i think it's so good you have like what 35 actual pages of rules you have to learn right so it's very easy to learn but it's like it has so much tactical depth depth i think the whole you know easy to learn difficult to master is really yeah. true with this game like it's not difficult to learn that okay you have these five or six actions and you have to keep track of you know your orders and stuff but pretty easily you can learn to manage those actions but then right. you know to learn every ability in the game and every order and every tactics card and you know learn to utilize them and knowing what your opponent has and and, and uh, you know it's 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 an, an incredible game and it's so well suited for competitive play uh, and i think unlike fantasy or any of the other uh, you know I feel like I'm bad mouthing an ex girlfriend here, but no, 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 no I get, I get it. They're kind I, of the I, biggest I, one. It's so impressive from Simon. I'm so endlessly impressed that the, the development team so clearly listened. I mean, it's so it's so wonderful to be part of a community like, especially if, like here thinking about the Facebook group, right? It's so mm -hmm. Im impressive to be part of a community where where the development team listens to constructive feedback and adjusts their game accordingly, right? Yeah. Game came out in like November 18, right? We're already yeah. on 1.5. That's how, like, they've changed the, well, 1.6 now. They've changed the game so much according to player feedback. And I think that's that's the way to keep the game alive. And that's the way, you know, to ensure player engagement. I'm, yeah, I'm very impressed. Absolutely. It's, it's for sure. I mean, I mean, you know, hook, line, and sinker. I'm, <laughs> this is my game now. <laughs> I know, uh, trust me, as someone who's like, we're coming up on like, was episode, we're on episode 92 here. It's been a couple of years of, you know, weekly, daily content for this. Um, it's amazing. And yeah. so the thing is, a lot of people, and then they put out a lot of content now. People are playing, you know, there's the beta modes that have come out. There's a lot of different, you know, ways to play the game, including they came out with that first in battle campaign. And, you know, you're here today to talk about, you know, building out a campaign system even further like taking it a step beyond that right and so we know we've touched on campaign style games in the past but for those maybe who haven't experienced that style of play you know what are we talking about when we're talking about playing a campaign yeah so i i, I watched the episode which i of course also recommend to anyone listening now i watched the episode you did with with um yeah that's right uh on on you know executing campaigns uh, and when i heard that Basically, that's what got me inspired to making a Song of Ice and Fire campaign because I've made campaigns for other game mode games as well before, um, with you know mixed results but mostly success. I think the 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 the, the goal of a campaign mode, right, is to to make every uh, battle. You know, that's so there's a there's a point to every battle. You're not just meeting every week. Throwing whatever <laughs> army together and and having a one-off, which you know is is cool. I love you know that's also like the tournament player in me. I love the one-offs, but but if if you can develop grudges and you know um, mm -hmm. expand your territory and 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 you know truly become a force uh, to the other players, it also gives everyone incentive to meet every week, right? If you're playing in your mm -hmm. friendly local game store, if you're playing a campaign, it's a great way to to drum up some hype about your campaign, right? Because suddenly you're meeting eight or ten people uh, and and the other patrons in the gaming store are going wow 
you know, there's a lot of people over there. I wonder what they're doing. And that way you get to spread your game, right? But I think campaigns are great both for, for, um, for experienced players who want to, to get something more uh, than just the, 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 eventual, the, the um, regular one-offs. For new players to kind of, you know, experience the game, um, especially in mind with the campaign set, uh, setting that I've written now, uh, its its intended use is for both experienced and new players to be able to play together uh, in the campaign. And before we get into some of the, you know, kind of the, the cornerstones of the campaign system you're building here, um, you know, why now? Why why thinking, Why are you thinking about campaigns now, you know, and how are you maybe hoping this, this might help people grow their local communities? Oh, I mean, uh, truth be told, I think, it it kind of it kind of falls in line with with what Simon said when they released their first in battle campaign mode, right? Like obviously for anyone listening to this in a couple of you know later, uh, we're currently in the midst of the pandemic, um, so obviously a, a bunch of gaming groups have obviously taken a hit and aren't able to meet as much as they maybe want to. Uh, that's certainly true for my gaming group as well. Uh, we're only not just now here in Denmark, you know. Uh, we're about to, you know, we're currently discussing if we're going, going to go on a second lockdown, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's, it's difficult to, to, to meet uh, and it's difficult to, you know, a, a bunch of groups have maybe uh, not played for like five or six months at this point. Uh, and I think a, a campaign setting is a great way to kind of reestablish a group and to kind of get everyone back together and go, you know, guys, on the, on the first of the next month, we're starting this big campaign and we're super excited to get everyone back into it and stuff i think uh, i think it's 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 for people to 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 be able to do something keep them interested in the game in these times right uh, also you know endless endless studies are being made about um, the 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 positive um positive results of 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 you know i don't want to say escapism but that's yeah, a kind of coping tool. <laughs> yeah, having enjoyment uh, with friends yeah. in difficult times. I'm sorry, I'll just quickly fix. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and we've had uh, uh, Gabriel from Soaring Families Counseling. We had uh, you know a licensed therapist on the past talking about how gaming can be such a great coping tool, especially in this time of like dramatic uncertainty and and uh, you know really abnormal this abnormal situation we're finding ourselves in. I I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, okay so then so then that being said so you know you're coming out with your campaign system here what what are some of the cornerstones of of uh, your campaign so i think any good campaign system in my opinion should be easily accessible you know like it's very daunting to open a campaign system and see like 45 pages of rules you have <laughs> to learn and i've certainly written those systems in the past i've learned the hard way that that doesn't work uh, especially not for casual play um, so this campaign is really campaign system is really written with the intent of being about as bare bone as it gets, literally just facilitating turn-based play. Uh, so so, and I, I we we discussed this before I started writing the rules. We did want a map, right? So you get mm-hmm. the whole big map of Westeros where you get to claim these these points of interest from your opponents and stuff. So. It, it has it has this turn-based mechanic and it has a, a, a battle map and it also one of the cornerstones in the game is is a catch-up mechanic where basically uh, the lower half of the players uh, get a strategic advantage so that 
you know, there's nothing worse than being in on the second round of a 12 round campaign and being so far behind that you kind of don't even want to show up because what, what's the point, right? Right. Yeah. So, so the campaign system is written with basically, I think it should, it's written with the intent of kind of getting out of the way, right? It facilitates what it, what it has to do. It enables people to, to, to meet every week and play turn-based games and claim territories from each other, but without being so needlessly complex that it bogs down play. I think especially like if you're in a friendly gaming group that meet, you know, privately, you can, you can advance the rules. You can play as, as advanced as you want. But I think for casual play in a friendly local game store, I think it's important that the rules are so simple that, that you don't have to, you know, uh, practice or like read up on the rules a great deal before you start. So it's, it's, it's pretty bad. But I believe it's just currently as it stands, uh, the campaign system. I mean, especially for a game that is so accessible as it is, like you don't want to have, you know, I, I think a lot of our, our player base, as long as I fire the miniatures game players, they they aren't used to having to like pour through additional books or other rule sets and, and uh, you know, having the campaign kind of be in line with the gaming experience in general we're used to, that helps. So you don't want to have to be like, you know, consulting too many charts or going back to the books for too much information just to, you know, have this fun style of play. I agree. So, you know, we're going to be going to talking about this campaign here. So what makes this different from something like First in Battle that, that Simon put out? Yeah, so I think the First in Battle campaign kind of enables you to pick a unit and that unit will grow in power, which I think is a really cool idea. Uh, but I also think it's more bookkeeping um, for, the, for the individual player, right? And suddenly there's a unit on the other side of the board that you don't know what does because it's new and stuff, which can certainly be cool. Um, but like in the books and the TV show, you see this great big map um, where the players are discussing moving their troops and claiming territories and stuff. Uh, and that's kind of what I was going for in, in, in this, uh, this campaign supplement that I'm uh, working on here. Which, by the way, for future, as, as we continue to discuss it, it's go, it's, it, the working title is Vanguard. Every time we mention Vanguard, that's in reference to the campaign uh, system. Uh, yeah, so basically it enables um, map-based play uh, so if you want to go, you know, I want to uh, claim Castle Rock from the Lannisters. Uh, that's an option you have in this campaign setting, which is, which, you know, you don't have in the first in battle campaign. So I think that's the major difference. So I can finally lead Mance Raider, the rightful, soon to be ruler of all of Westeros. And I can stomp through the Southern lands to the <laughs> to King's Landing and be like, this is mine now. Or, or at least I can hope. One can hope. <laughs> I mean, as a fellow free folk player, I think it's finally time that you know that they. Uh, yeah, I say let's just let's just split it, right? Uh, I play Baratheons and free folk. We'll just split it. At, uh, I mean, come on! I mean, is is it too much to ask that now that the TV series is over, that the the books can maybe diverge in their approach and <laughs> and maybe we find out it was all about Mance all along? Who knew? Sure, sure. Uh, but no, but I, joking aside, I think one thing that I really appreciate about the approach of trying to have it be map based. Um, rather than the first in battle, which is another great way to play. And, and you said, you know, they're not competitors. Um, you know, the community is huge, right? And the online communities that we have, the Facebook group, the Discord groups, those are just a fraction of the player base that's that's actually playing the game out there. And so there's there's a never-ending, a never-ending uh, insatiable hunger for for new content and things. So I think this really kind of falls into a spot that's awesome because it's, the idea of having it have the map, it does feel very thematic, right? So just like having the tactics board with the game allows you to bring in these NCUs, you know, part of Game of Thrones and sort of the, the fantasy of playing the game is, um, you know, this political maneuvering, the battles, and then, 
you know, the positioning on the actual maps and like claiming territories or threatening areas or gaining different resources. Um, that that's really key. Sure. Now you added in in your campaign there are there is a resource mechanic. Can you maybe just kind of preview that a little bit? Sure. Um, yeah, so basically, the whole the whole the campaign, uh, which uh, yeah, sorry, let me restart. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, sure. The basically the whole campaign uh, revolves around a resource called renown, and you gain renown by claiming these seats of power, which are basically like points of interest on the on the Westeros map, or I should say Westeros and Essos, because um, with the recent introduction of the Targaryens, of course making map-based play, um, you obviously need Essos as well. Uh, so, so in this campaign, I basically made the map. I, I had to make the map myself because it was I couldn't find a territory-based um, map that both went north of the wall and all the way to Slaver's Bay. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, basically all the factions that are currently in play with the addition of, uh, well, basically... I'm theory crafting, and I don't, I don't know anyone at Simon. I'm just, you know, my my clear expectation is for the final faction, for now, final faction at least will be the Martells, right? So the the those nine factions um, have some points of interest or like these seats of power <laughs> that you get to claim uh, and work your way out outwards from there, right? So if you want to be north of the wall uh, as the free folk. And you know, completely control the north before you move south. That's totally an option for you. If you would rather, you know, sail down the coast and assault all of the all of the north, or, or hell, even all the south, if you want to do that, uh, that's that's you know, that's an option for you. And I think that's one of the coolest things about playing a campaign mode, right? Is that you basically get to write your own version of the story. Um, you get to go, you know, obviously the 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 rules, the, the current Song of Ice and Fire game uh, revolves around the War of the Five Kings. And I think it's it's a cool idea that you can go, yeah, but what if, right? What if what if Danny went west way earlier? What if she arrived on the shores of Dawn or, or or you know White Harbor or whatever much earlier? Well, you get to find out what would happen in in a campaign like this. So I think that's one of the one of the big strengths of a of a campaign, especially like for for thematic play and casual play. Um, that you get to, you know, in, in, in unison, write this new cool version of the story. So I think this is, a, I mean, I'm just excited to get this out there for people to, to start, you know, testing out. So this is not a finished product though, right? That's correct. Like we look, the, basically uh, this is a, a one of two, right? Like uh, this, this uh, podcast is intended to get, to reach out to the community. If you're sitting, you know, uh, get just now heading out of the pandemic and you're looking to reinvigorate your gaming group and you you kind of you know want to go hey i will help make this product a reality right uh then we'd love to hear from you we're basically reaching out for for game testers who wish to to play test some of the mechanics of the game so because obviously you know you theory crafting will get you so far but eventually you need fresh eyes on on the on the campaign to to play a couple of rounds and see what they think of the game. You know, I think this is such a great opportunity here. And uh, I know because I've talked to people too that have, are veteran gamers who have also made campaigns. And so in this, you know, helping a meal out here, we will link to his documents in the um, description of this episode, uh, whether you're listening to that on Spotify or iTunes, 
or on YouTube even. But what we we're, we're not going to have it open up to be commented on at this point. So Emil, it sounded like what you were looking for really is to share some of the basic information and then have some play testers that can help you run through things and, you know, not to be negative, but like kind of see if they can break it or if there are areas where it like, you're like, oh yeah, like it turns out in this one rare exception, like something can happen that maybe makes it not as fun or successful as one would hope and and to help get some some feedback there, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I have in the past, uh, like uh, in different games, uh, stuff published content that hadn't, you know, that I just had in my head and thought was, you know, this is awesome. And obviously I'm a genius. So if, if I couldn't find any holes in it, obviously there would, there are <laughs> not going to be any holes, which lasted all of 10 minutes before someone, you know, posted a game breaking combo. Yeah, that's like yeah. the first rule of gaming, right? Even like when you're oh, yeah. playing the game, you're like, nothing is going to go as you think it's going to yeah. go. No plan survives contact with the enemy, hey? Exactly. Yeah, so obviously, if, if you feel you, you don't necessarily need to be um, to be like some great strategic genius or anything, like if you're passionate about the game and, and, and uh, you know, and have a gaming group, obviously, individual people reading it as well and giving their feedback is obviously appreciated but i think really what we need this product is for it to 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 reach the tables so if, if you if you go if you are interested in being a part of this go ask your gaming group hey did you hear about this uh, new possible campaign system coming out i'd like to to help you know play test it is that something you guys are interested in and once your gaming group is on board i think that's really where where valuable you know uh valuable discussion about this, this the state of the, the the campaign supplement i think that's where we will find that stuff um so individuals is much appreciated but what we're really looking for is groups of people willing to test some of the mechanics of the game and you guys you know i know a lot of groups are starting to get back up and running some are still some are already going strong some have yet to return um this can be a really fun way to throw out another an additional maybe way of engaging with this game which is awesome but maybe you know every week or you know how every week or however often you're meeting with your group um maybe you, you slide this in here and and give it a shot and you know you're gonna have a chance to experience playing with the game and the franchise and the miniatures and the the lore in a, in a different way that might be really fun and you might realize ah this is something that i'm really into and uh you might be looking for more ways to expand and play in this manner so, Emil, is this going to be, uh, is this kind of like a one and done thing here? Or are we going to be possibly expecting other content from you in the future? I mean, yeah, I'm super excited about uh, like the Song of Ice and Fire community. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really like, um, I think, like you said, there's a, there's a great hunger for content. I think a bunch of people are making really, really good quality content out there already. I'm kind of swamped with work at the moment, but I am con strongly considering you know, making some some content myself eventually, basically focusing on the on the strategic aspect of the game. I think there are plenty of people making battle reports, and I think you know, which are obviously great and and give a give a, a, a real time insight into how the game is played. But I think I think uh, there is a niche in the market for someone making I don't want to say advanced strategic, you know, but but making you know talking about some of the some of the strategies of the game that might you know be lost on on a newer yeah. player, right? So, so content, there's plenty of content to get people into the game. I want to, I'm considering making some content for people who are, you know, already seeped in the game and want to, you know, improve strategically. 
Absolutely. I know. I think if especially you definitely should do that. And if you're listening to like, you know, jump out there, make content. The more people are talking about the game, the better. And, you know, if you're listening and you're not in the A Song of Ice and Fire Miniatures Wargaming Facebook group, think about jumping in there or checking out the A Song of Ice and Fire Discord. I know those communities are growing as well. And, you know, it's a great way. A lot of people in the community network over those communities. And so that might be a place to look at. Now, I do know a lot of people, you know, don't use social media in that way. And if you found the podcast through other means, that's totally cool as well. But, you know, there are some pretty cool communities out there that people are using and they're growing pretty fast. And I think one of the uh, one of the really cool things, which, you know, obviously it's not a huge point, but I think it's, it's really cool that that the Facebook community group is, is well, just what I said, community run, right? It's Simon Swan, I believe. Mm hmm. Uh, runs the Facebook group and and basically it's 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 just fan driven which is I think really cool and you know we get some spoilers some early stuff and and, <laughs> and the theme on crew are really good at you know at keeping the hype train going which uh, yes yeah if you're not in the Facebook group you should consider it it's it's but yeah I think maybe we'll link it in the description as well so people can um, absolutely yeah so part of the part of the when if you guys do make content just remember if you share in the Facebook group part of their rules is you know link back to the Facebook group so that people can find it in your content and find their way to the community. So little pro tip there. All right. So this is kind of just teasing out the idea of a campaign, right? This campaign system you've got, um, we need the play testers to go through and work through it. So um, it sounds like the easiest way for them to do that, to, to facilitate with that, we will drop your Google form in the, in the description below. So if you guys are listening, check out the notes on the, uh, on the podcast there and you can click that form and, um, you know, if you want to be involved in helping test this out, that would be the way to to do so. And then, Emil, you know, what are you kind of are you looking for from these sort of play testers? Yeah, I, I kind of want to stress that that play testing this stuff. I mean, obviously, if you do get access to stuff, don't you know? We don't want two versions of the campaign system out and about, right? So, so just be patient, and eventually, everyone else will get to see the cool thing we're working on. Um, but yeah, it, I really don't think playtesting, um, if you do get your group involved, like when you have to pitch this to them, uh, it's not going to be super like uh, super invasive to the to the regular uh, you know, group play. It, like I said, I think the, the campaign's uh, greatest achievement is to kind of get out the way so people can, can play games. Um, so it's not a, a big thing where, you know, you have to be pouring over rules for hours and hours and... You know, there's a, an hour of pre-setup before you start playing or anything. Um, I think if you are interested and if you if your group uh, is interested, I think for sure you should you should uh, click the link below and 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 we'll get be in contact. So Emil, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I'm really excited to see uh, what comes of this, and uh, and uh, thank you for putting so much time in to make something that the community can really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, likewise, man. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. Now I'm looking forward to to hearing what sort of feedback you get, and then we can cycle back in the future, maybe when there is some playtesting feedback, and uh, and you feel like things are in a polished place where we can, you know, make sure everybody knows that this sort of finished campaign is out there. Thanks for coming on, and in the meantime, I hope you get your miniatures on the table. <laughs>